Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So now that Derek Chauvin has been found guilty by the jury of murdering George Floyd, let's talk about how sentencing works and what the likely sentence for Derek Chauvin might be. Because justice matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So with the Derek Chauvin guilty verdicts in, we now turn our attention to sentencing. And over the past 24 hours, I've gotten a series of questions um, on Twitter and elsewhere. And I wanna try to take on three of those questions in this short video today. First of all, people have asked, how is it that there are three homicide charges that Derek Chauvin was convicted of, but only one killing? So your, your criminal conduct, one incident, can violate multiple statutes or multiple laws. Let me give you an example. If I walk up to somebody and I punch them and I take their wallet, one incident, but I've committed multiple crimes because when I punch somebody, I've committed an assault. When I take their wallet, I've committed a theft. And I've also committed a robbery because a robbery is defined as taking the property from the possession of a person by force or violence. So punching someone and taking their wallet qualifies as a robbery. One incident, three charges, assault, theft, robbery. Let's put that in the homicide context. Let's assume I commit a burglary. What is a burglary? A burglary is just when I enter the dwelling of another, a house or apartment, and at the moment I enter, when I cross the threshold, when I walk through the front door, if at that moment I intend to commit a crime inside that home, I've committed a burglary even before I steal anything or commit any crime inside. So let's assume I commit a burglary. I'm intending to enter somebody's home and I'm going to commit a crime inside. Let's say I'm going to steal their TV. I go in and the resident is there, the person who lives there comes downstairs, I tie them up, I set them in the corner, I collect up the property that I want to steal from the, from the home, and then I decide I don't want to leave any witnesses who could identify me, and I kill the, the occupant of the home. One murder, one incident, but I violated at least two laws concerning murder. Because when you commit a murder during the course of a burglary, it's what's called felony murder. So it's first degree felony murder during the course of the burglary. But I also committed a premeditated murder because I tied up the, the resident of the home 
and decided to kill that person and then took that person's life. That's a first degree premeditated murder. One murder charged in two ways because it violated two separate statutes or laws. So that's why Derek Chauvin's conduct, one killing, was charged in violation of three separate Minnesota laws, second degree murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. And the jury convicted him on all three of those legal theories. Okay, let's look at sentencing. The second degree murder conviction, the most serious offense, carries a 40-year maximum punishment by law, by statute. The third degree murder carries a maximum 25 years in prison, and the second degree manslaughter carries a maximum of 10 years in prison. And we'll talk about guidelines in a few minutes. Um, So one of the issues a judge always has to resolve when he or she is sentencing the defendant is do I run these sentences consecutive one after another or do I run them concurrent, run them all together? In D.C., the way that is often referred to is if the sentences are all run together, they're run together. If they're all run consecutive, people say the sentences are running wild, right? One after another after another. But when it only involves one homicide that is um, charged and for which Derek Chauvin was convicted in three different ways, the judge will run all of those sentences concurrent to one another. He'll sentence Derek Chauvin on all three convictions, but he'll run all of those sentences together. So he'll only serve one sentence. So for example, if the judge gives Derek Chauvin, and I'm not suggesting he will, 10 years on the murder two, 10 years on the murder three, and 10 years on the manslaughter two, he would run those all together and it would only be one 10-year sentence that Derek Chauvin would have to serve. Now, let's turn to the actual sentence we might expect in this case. Most jurisdictions have guidelines, right? So when the maximum statutory punishment or penalty for second-degree murder, the most serious charge is 40 years, the Minnesota state guidelines will be significantly less. And in Minnesota, if you're a first-time offender with no criminal history and you commit a second-degree murder, the guidelines put you at about 12 and a half years in prison. However, there are murders and then there are murders. In this case, the prosecutors have moved for what's called an upward departure because they want to go above that guideline sentence of 12.5 years. And to try to urge the judge to go above that 12.5 years, they filed notice of aggravating factors. They said this murder, this second degree murder, the most serious charge of conviction, is so extraordinary, unusual, so aggravating that this defendant deserves far more than the 12.5 years. And they gave notice of multiple aggravating factors in this case. And the judge has asked that the parties file briefs in about a week, and then he will make the decision about what aggravating factors apply. Among others, it looks like the prosecutors gave notice of the aggravating factors being that this murder was committed in front of children. Children witnessed it that can up the penalty. This murder was was committed against a particularly vulnerable victim. Check, 
George Floyd was handcuffed on the ground, incapacitated, unarmed, defenseless, when multiple police officers executed him. They gave notice of an aggravating factor that this was an abuse of a position of authority by a police officer. Check. They said that this was a particularly cruel, atrocious, and heinous murder. And I've handled in my decades as a homicide prosecutor several cases involving cruel, atrocious, and heinous murders. And I believe a nine-and-a-half-minute execution of an unarmed, defenseless man by a police officer in the broad light of day in front of children and others is particularly cruel, atrocious, and heinous when that very victim is somebody you swore to protect. So the judge will have to decide which of these aggravating factors apply, and once he decides that, then he'll move on to sentencing Derek Chauvin, and that will be about eight weeks down the road. I don't think we have a date set for sentencing yet. One one little footnote to that. Derek Chauvin could have asked for the jury to make the determination about the aggravating factors and whether they were proved by the state's evidence, whether they apply. He decided to waive his right to have a jury make those determinations, and instead he is content to have the judge make those determinations, and I think that's probably a smart move given that videotape of what he did. So that is a rough overview of the charges, of the offenses of conviction, and of how the sentencing might proceed moving forward. If I had to predict, if I were a betting man, and I'm not, I would predict that Judge Cahill will find the aggravating factors present and proven and will go well above the 12.5-year guideline sentence for the ordinary first-time offender. Why? Because justice matters. As always, folks, thank you for tuning into these daily videos. If you'd like to more formally support our all-volunteer efforts here, a video a day that we've tried to post throughout the George Floyd trial, not to mention throughout the Trump administration, um, please feel free to come visit us uh, over at patreon.com. You can sign up to become a patron. You can join Team Justice proper. We have multiple projects up and running, grassroots, citizen-involved projects. Um, And if you do choose to become a patron over on patreon.com, I'll send you a couple of Team Justice stickers and a personal handwritten note of thanks um, as a way of showing my appreciation for the support of our mission, what we're trying to to do here. Um, But as always, folks, please stay safe. Please stay tuned. And I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow.